0: for
1: the first time this and uh, receiving this message. We are Ken Jennings and John Roderick. We speak to you from our present, which we can only assume is your distant past, the turbulent time that was, the early twenty
0: first century. Fearing the great cataclysm that will surely befall our civilization,
1: Access entry 813.jb3829, certificate number 25481. The Mpemba Effect. Do you ice skate? Uh, I have ice skated before, and it's struck me as one of those things that maybe will turn fun the 10th time you do it, but I did not. You never made it to 10. I was like already adult-sized, oh. so it just seemed like I would either fall or um, just my ankles would feel terrible or both. So your kids don't ice skate? My kids, I think, have both ice skated and like it more than me. But Korea is a cold country, a cold <laughs> country
0: in the winter. Do uh, Is ice skating not part of the culture?
1: Uh, I can't think of... I don't think there were skating rinks there when I was... I mean, I'm sure there's more winter sports infrastructure now. They hosted the, the Olympics. Olympics, for crying out loud. Um, but I was not aware of anybody ice skating. None of my friends owned ice skates.
0: Like, did little ponds freeze in the winter? Did you have freezy ponds? We did have
1: freezy ponds, but we wouldn't go out on them. I mean, Korea is cold in the winter. Cold, dry air comes down from Siberia in the winter, and then in the summer, hot hot air comes up from the South China Sea. So really, you, you get something awful all the time. <laughs> you
0: get it all. It's like Ohio.
1: That's right. Uh, but... I don't know. Is, is ice skating fun if you do it enough? Yes, right? It was never
0: fun for me. I, I, um, uh, My perception of it when I was in grade school was, at least in Alaska, that you were either an ice skater or a skier. And although there were plenty of people that could do both, you kind of picked a track, ice hmm. skating or skiing. Was
1: there a is there a demographic difference between the two, the Jets and the Sharks?
0: Yeah, I think so. I, ice skating, hockey is a more blue collar sport. It's a more well, it's certainly violent. And
1: also, ah, the skaters were all tough hockey kids. Yeah, they, they weren't like the figure skating girls. No, I feel like you know, skating isn't like a,
0: a sport for poor kids, but it is a skate for, or it is a sport for like, yeah, it's it. Yeah, at my high school, it was kind of more popular than football um, in terms of uh, like all all of the cliches of like Nebraska high school football were true at my, uh, in Anchorage, but of hockey, hockey. We had a football team and they were state champs, but the hockey team was where the, where the heart and
1: soul. The the hockey center is the quarterback of, of, uh, anchorage high yeah and they were the guys that
0: drove the jack up pickup trucks and wore acid wash jeans and and gray cowboy boots and had
1: mullets and people would come up to him at the drugstore and be like hey we're gonna we're gonna win against uh western this weekend yeah that's right oh. and
0: the and the you know hockey cheerleaders were kind of the top top cheerleaders, hockey of the school. cheerleaders. yeah
1: and so what i don't it, man, think i've ever considered the yeah. possibility do they wear jason voorhees masks
0: uh, no, Uh-oh. no, they wear cheerleader
1: outfits. Gotta you know,
0: cold. The, the, there was a lot of crossover between football cheerleaders, basketball cheerleaders, and hockey cheerleaders. Yeah, but it was always at least the sense that we had that the hockey cheerleaders were kind of the pinnacle of the cheerleader. Uh, you know, like food pyramid. They were the although the pyramid, the it, top it, of the pyramid is the thing you want the least.
1: Well, and I'll, it's, well, it's the food thing, pyramid, but it's also the top of the pyramid is is actually a place you would find a cheerleader.
0: Yeah, Right, exactly. You'll find one at the bottom of the pyramid,
1: too. You'll find more at the bottom of the pyramid, right? I guess. Do, does professional hockey have cheer squads today? I don't
0: I think, think on, so. Right? Does, isn't it only basketball? I guess college football has cheerleaders, well, but does pro football have
1: the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? Oh, of course,
0: does. don't you have
1: a complete collection of 1970s Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders calendars? I did have, plus a, all the all the TV movies where they go on adventures and I did have a go to Dallas Gilligan's Island Cowboy or whatever
0: cheerleaders poster. <gasps> Wait a minute. I had a Dallas Cowboys poster cheer, cheerleader poster in the in my closet. It was on the back of my closet door so I could only see it when I opened the closet door. But I found that at the hockey rink. It was it was and this was the Sullivan Arena downtown. I was backstage at the Sullivan for some reason and this Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders poster was like thumb-tacked up on a on some bulletin board. Just like in the green room? Or yeah. Something? And I was, and it was the only thing, you know, it was the only thing in the place that wasn't nailed down. And I was, I don't know how old, 12 years old. And I was like, and I unthumbtacked it, rolled it up, and like snuck it out of there like I'd found a Playboy in the woods.
1: It, that is a very high level of of teen horny. It was so teen horny. Stealing, stealing posters of cheerleaders. And it was like,
0: it post. well, I mean, I was a pretty good. Kid in the sex department. I wasn't like uh, I wasn't like. I didn't have a girlfriend. Certainly. Pretty
1: good kid in the sex department. Is that your Is that your
0: memoir? <laughs> Actually, you know, I was a pretty good kid until I was seventeen. That's when it all uh, all fell to shreds. But yeah, I had this. I didn't even have a Playboy. I had this poster of these these comely cheerleaders, uh, corn
1: fed. Uh, yeah,
0: where you could just kind of get a little glimpse of their underpants. And I found
1: it at the hockey rink. What does
0: that mean?
1: What if all sports had cheerleaders? Like, what if Major League Baseball had had cheerleaders like I on the roof of the dugout? I think it would be super distracting in baseball because there's all that you know. There's all the quiet
0: tension in baseball.
1: There's no rule that says you uh, cheerleaders can't play baseball, right? I mean, they right. But some they some to, club just has to decide.
0: They do a lot more miming, I think. Right. There's never a quiet minute in basketball, right? That from the beginning of the game to the end, it's right. It's a noisy sport.
1: But look, ba- but baseball has plenty of times when. Um, the team thinks the crowd is too meditative and they're like, oh yeah, well, bump, 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 bump. <laughs> like you could just have cheerleaders do that instead. You know,
0: there's a lot of booing in baseball oh, now. That's true. And I'm really, I'm offended by it. When people
1: in the stands boo a guy? Like You can is- really hear it when there's, if it's like a COVID crowd and there's, you know, a quarter boo. capacity, you can hear every single person who's like,
0: you suck, JP! Yeah, the pitcher's trying to throw a guy out at first who's leading off. And of
1: course, he, that's the that's the game. Of that's course his job. To, that's his job. Yeah, why are you booing him? If your pitcher did that, you wouldn't boo? Yeah,
0: you wouldn't boo is right.
1: I understand. But yeah, we spent
0: a lot of time. Because it was the football of high school in Alaska, we spent a lot of time at the ice rink. Um, even though I wasn't much of a skater, I, I chose the ski path. We would go to hockey games because it was part of school sure, spirit. You right. hang out with your friends, so we're there in the stands. We're watching the hockey players. I, you know, I knew the hockey players because they were just members of our school community, and I did not like them socially. The hockey players and I were on opposite sides of the "Have you read this book?" divide
1: um, for uh, for
0: all books. Yeah, generally, <laughs> if you said "Have you read this book?", they would say either no or what you're
1: a bit of a snob about your hockey team super duper snob
0: but you know in a situation like that you're like yay go east high we're battling west high um so i spent a lot of time at the rink and honestly i didn't understand hockey
1: very well i Um, think that's probably true of i mean plenty of people watching hockey today could not Explain offsides or icing, right? We have
0: a lot of listeners uh, to our show in Canada and in Russia. Uh,
1: Uh, Tons (laughs) in Russia, Finland, and there's in Finland. It's like uh, there's there's statues of us. They they love omnibus there. Yeah, they do, and also probably statues
0: of hockey players. So people are going to have to pick a side. It's like, are you on the omnibus track or the hockey track?
1: There's a big. There's a statue of a book, and then there's two arrows. (laughs) Uh,
0: And so this is going to be a little bit like the. the underhand bowling incident. Uh, as I as I struggle to explain that, I didn't. I sat in the stands all the time watching hockey, and I didn't understand it, and I didn't care. Yeah, I mean that's the main thing that keeps
1: people from understanding cricket and hockey. Yeah,
0: apathy. Apathy. It was much more important to me to be in the stands, hanging out with my friends. The first time I ever heard of the Beastie Boys album License to Ill*. Uh, which came out the year after I graduated from high school. Oh my gosh, you're so much older than me. Was I was at a, uh, I was at like a uh, alumni hockey game, and somebody was like, "Have you heard this record?" Because in high school, I had a I had like a rap group. Two, two I don't fr- think I knew this. Two friends and I. Uh, oh, I thought you were
1: about to say it was called Two Friends. It was called Two Friends. With, with
0: the number two. No, we were called. This is very embarrassing.
1: Well, I, 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 apro- I, I am so excited for this. I
0: apologize to everyone, but we were called the White Fresh Crew. And the crew was spelled like Motley Crew.
1: Oh, I was, I was afraid it was going to be with a K. So good call no, there. No, no,
0: it wasn't with a K. C R U with an umlaut E. And we did this. We did this all the time. We would go. We would go to the basement of one of our houses. We would start beatboxing and then we would freestyle. Uh, Would you record it? There is a cassette of us freestyling. And we're going to put that in right now. (laughs) And it was a. No, I'm afraid not. We're not going to drop that in? There was a lot of, you know, we were using like the fat boys style of, you know, kind of. I remember. and then we would sit and rap and walk in circles and we thought we were really innovative and I guess I, I guess I mean yes. maybe, maybe we were the first white You rapper. were the only white kids trying that, I'm sure. But then the Beastie Boys came out and it was and it was just blew our minds because it was their 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 stuff was a
1: lot better than ours. You've been fighting for your right to party for years. We had before we had. They, there was a name for it. And we were doing it, you know we had a, we would walk in circles, yeah. you know,
0: like <laughs> yeah. beatboxing and rapping.
1: It sounds like you had it down. It, you maybe you missed your calling. Yeah, I sometimes
0: think that if we had taken it a little bit more seriously, I mean, you know, what well, it's because I also tried to break dance in the mid '80s, and um, like but once, the,
1: no, a few times. I mean, I tried to do. I still would do it if you asked me to. Um, That's the, my mistake. I've never asked you to break dance or freestyle. I've never asked anyone to break dance. it it's not just you.
0: Even in my twenties, I lived in a in a house where I was the only white guy, and freestyling in the living room was a big part of our apartment culture people would come over there'd be 10 people in the living room and everybody would be freestyling and did they did you try did they think you were good because i was the white kid in the house i was disinvited from really like stepping up and freestyling Mm. um so but i would contribute to the beatboxing and you know and whatever you know that's right and i was kind of a hype man i'd be like whoa it's our
1: our turn to listen awesome yeah uh, so yeah, I, I learned a lot
0: about freestyling.
1: What if uh, Omnibus started every week where the uh, the person who did not research the topic, who did not suggest the topic, actually has to? No, no, no. Maybe the person who, yeah, the person who didn't has to has to freestyle some verses about the uh, what they think the Mpemba effect is, for hmm. example.
0: And and then over the course of a year, we would basically make an entire album. And then we could release that. On and the other camp. one, the
1: other one, could do the Beastie Boys thing, where like they just yell the last word of what you're going to say. <laughs> I'm wondering, Pemba, <laughs> when's this water gonna freeze? <laughs> <laughs> let's um, not let's
0: not do that. Wait, you gave away the ending. Uh so I spent as much time. I think I was as fascinated at hockey games by the Zamboni mm. as I was by the game.
1: That's correct. When I take my kids to hockey games, the Zamboni beats gameplay
0: every time yeah it's some kind of halftime or whatever and out comes the zamboni it's hypnotic and you just watch zamboni oh it's so wonderful you watch it the, the the ice is all thrashed and then this beautiful and maybe this is a kind of ocd thing um but the the but transforming the ice yes into this flawless surface uh is so satisfying. It's like it's like vacuuming or mowing the lawn. It is. It's or, you know,
1: crossing items off a to-do list. Like yeah. y- you're getting a clean desk, a clean hockey desk.
0: But you it's like it's like mowing a lawn but with a tractor <laughs> mower. So you're not out there
1: And also a giant magic one where it's not clear how it's doing it. How is it doing Where's it? it <laughs> where to go? Where to go? Why is the ice so smooth now? It's not
0: just It's not just smoothing it. It also makes it shiny and beautiful.
1: And I think, um, I don't know if I knew until I was an adult, like how Zamboni works. And at what point? I guess I I thought it was like maybe shaving, shaving the ice smooth the way you would sand wood. At what point in adulthood did you learn how Zamboni works? I don't know. When did I see my first hockey game? We went to like minor league hockey games in, in Salt Lake when I lived there. That's probably the first time I even saw one, not on TV. Yeah, uh, you know, TV will often cut away from the zamboni, not understanding the <laughs> the, the allure of the zamboni.
0: <laughs> That's right. But so you would just watch a supercut of zamboni, but it, operation.
1: you know, in hockey with two long intervals live at the game, you really get a chance to study the zamboni in action. and yeah. I think I I think I might have had to uh, I mean not even Google well there was no Google I might have had to Alta Vista or ask Jeeves how a zamboni works.
0: And and did Jeeves tell you?
1: Yeah, it's not it's not sanding it like wood. It's it's melting and refreezing, right? And sanding. Um, uh, Is that the final
0: thing? No, uh, it's not. It's kind of the first, not sanding, but scraping. Um, you know, one time I went to a Seattle Thunderbirds game.
1: Were they here, or was it was it back in the day when they were at the Coliseum, or was it? It was at the Key Arena. Yeah. And, I which still is call now, it the calls.
0: Which is now the it's Climate Pledge Arena. The Climate Pledge it's Arena. It's been
1: it's been uh, sponsored by a furniture polish called Climate Pledge.
0: <laughs> I feel like when Futurelings are uh, are listening to this episode, we will have righted the great injustice that our arena is currently called the Climate Pledge. Well, arena.
1: the Climate Pledge would have failed, so it's yeah. going to seem very sad to them living behind their seawalls. Yeah. That, uh, that yeah. we thought just naming a hockey arena after uh, good intentions would work.
0: It'll it'll be returned to its rightful name, the Coliseum. But I went to see a, 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 um, I guess it was a Thunderbirds double header or something like that. And as part of the enticement to get the audience to stay, to get the crowd to stay for the second game? is this, Can this be true? Um, during the halftime, the Zamboni came out and it was pulling a stage and on the stage were the spin doctors <laughs> and <laughs> unannounced suddenly yeah <laughs> and and uh, it was like whoa you know the guy the announcer was like when wait for it it's the spin doctors <laughs> and they pulled the stage out to the center of the arena and the spin doctors did like a five song set little miss can't be
1: wrong you know like that uh, implies that the spin doctors have five songs
0: well, you know, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong, Two They've princes, got uh, Two Princes, right? What is Pocket
1: a, Full of Crimson Night a song, or is that a lyric from one of the other songs? Mm. It's the album it's a, no, title. No, 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 it's a song. Oh, it's no, it's a song. Jimmy Olsen's Blues, I think, is the name of the song.
0: Is that right? Uh, you know more about the Spin Doctors than I, I do, just, I just amazed
1: myself by being able to name st- three, st- three songs off that record. It's
0: super weird that, that uh, of the two of us, you are the Spin Doctors' uh, hit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it turns hit out machine. Little Ken can't be wrong.
0: Uh, well, wait a minute. Now I'm looking at the spin doctors here. Um, yeah. Pocket full of kryptonite is the first one the, holy cats, they've got records all the way into 2013. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. But again, even pulling the spin doctors, I think I was focused more on the Zamboni for at least the, the time period that it was on the ice. What? And you had two princes before
1: you. Yeah. That's what I said now. <laughs> and you were
0: watching the Zamboni? But even more fascinating to me at least was uh, it, when uh, I lived in Anchorage, growing up, we had a house that was not on Lake Otis. It was there were two streets that uh, went, well, there, Lake Otis had streets on all four sides. Lake Otis was a was a beautiful little lake that was actually kind of in, in the process of returning to being a swamp. but it had uh, it had a neighborhood built around it. And the streets were named after uh, Ivy League colleges, and the neighborhood was called College Village. So Princeton and Stanford were the two main streets.
1: Do they not know what the Ivy League is in Alaska? No. And there are plenty of streets in Duke, College Village that Duke aren't— Duke Street. <laughs> that, yeah, Duke. University of Rhode Island Street. Uh, and in
0: fact, my uh, my friend Kevin lived on Duke Drive, but, um, but we lived right on the corner of Princeton and Stanford— But what that meant was our neighbors to the left had lakefront property. Our neighbors two doors down on the right had lakefront property, but we were cornered off and couldn't access the lake, but we could see the
1: lake. And down the street from us- It is funny how even the urban areas are just, oh, I'm in the wrong place. Are you looking at uh,
0: Anchorage, Anchorage, Minnesota? (laughs) (laughs) There's a Lake Otis in Tampa. Oh no no. Which no. could not be further away. It's it couldn't be further away. Um well, no, it could if it was in Miami, it would be further away. Or like Turkey. But our neighbors down the block, the Cusack family, who produced uh, at least one competitive hockey player, they built an ice rink out in front of their house with walls. What? They had, they had in in their shed or whatever the entire walls of a hockey rink. That in oh, they the could winter, just set this
1: up and take it down. They would just
0: out in front of their house. They would wheel out the walls of a hockey rink. They would build a hockey rink. It actually had lights because here in the Lower Forty Eight,
1: we just put up Christmas lights. We, this is a different yep.
0: tradition. And because the Lake Lake Otis was frozen all winter, and then they had their own private zamboni. They had a little tractor. That had the Zamboni equipment, and they would go out there and Zamboni their
1: own hockey rink. Well, what's going on under there? In a Zamboni. This is the question I always have about many things. What's going on under there? I will say about Zambonis or sex or is, there's it, it, it's a squeegee. Well, what's going on
0: under that it's
1: a, curtain? It's, a, it's it's there's like a <laughs> is it squeegee? Is, is it the whole thing just a big uh, window washer squeegee?
0: Well, so we have been uh, we've been referring to Zambonis. Uh, the same way that you kind of refer right. to band aids, Zamboni brand ice resurfacer. But uh, it is an ice resurfacer, and Zamboni is uh, Zamboni is a company that was founded by Frank Zamboni, and it may surprise you that um, that there were no mechanized ice resurfacers until the 1950s. Prior
1: to that. Um, would somebody bother to come
0: out? and? Yeah, the, there'd be a little team of people that would go out there and uh, and scrape the ice and kind of broom it and uh, and resurface the having ice. Having not
1: skated, I don't know how much of a difference it makes, but I would assume that having a bunch of skate trails and ice is not good if you're trying to no, you, precision skate on it later. It can
0: catch you and trip you and, um, and uh, like, divoted ice, because those hockey— Hockey skates can really make a huge hole in the ice. Yeah, because you, you you turn you, and that's so so resurfacing the ice was a terrible job or a big job rather, and um, and so Zamboni, he got his start as an ice uh, purveyor. He was in the refrigeration business. He made ice blocks. He sold ice blocks. He was in California, so he sold ice blocks to produce vendors and, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, dairy farmers, people that needed cold ice houses. Yeah. Ice houses. And then as, uh, refrigeration became more affordable and he couldn't sell ice blocks, he started to try and figure out a way to keep, keep going with his ice expertise. And he started a skating rink and then you know, re- recognizing that this was a problem Frank Zamboni was a real problem solving type of guy. And he used an old surplus Jeep and tried to, you know, and, and built the first sort of um, like driving ice resurfacer. And, and his, um, his, his innovation was that this machine, uh, it had a multi-step process. It would shave the ice and then it would wash the ice and then it would squeegee the ice and the washing would kind of you know would melt the top of the ice the the melted water would fill in the crevices and then immediately refreeze and then once it refreeze
1: it's the right cold ice below
0: huh uh and he so he um he, it, you know, he worked on this, he he, he perfected isn't it. Isn't that the
1: thing you're always saying? First, we squeegee the ice. That's right. Then, then we, we melt the ice, then we sand the ice. And then, yeah, then the process repeats itself. There we go. And there it is.
0: That's nature.
1: No, but what's the thing? First, we, we, something, we uh, harvest the corn. We, no,
0: we grow the seed, nature. Oh, oh okay. no, yeah. Na- we sow the seed, nature grows the seed, and then we eat the seed.
1: And I still can't remember what that is, even though you've explained it to it's, me. It's, it's from the young ones. There we go, yeah. the young ones.
0: Uh, and it's like like all those things that you watch in early high school, it made such an impression on
1: me. Because Neil, you know, the hippie was like,
0: we sow the seed and nature grows the seed.
1: And it just stuck. Yeah, I can quote every line of every movie I saw before 1990, and I can't quote a single line of any movie I saw after 1990. It's very sad. <laughs> the young ones
0: taught me so much. Uh, and so as Zamboni perfected his machine, um, you know, the reason a Zamboni is so big is that a lot of uh, most of the the size of a Zamboni is actually a tank that is collecting the shavings in the form of snow and so if you are if you spend a lot of time at an ice rink you'll know that the Zamboni after it leaves the ice it goes and dumps a big huge pile of what of snow ice shavings outside well sometimes yeah well i guess it's in outside the tunnel? well it's, where is it yeah it's outside they go outside and dump these ice shavings uh, and in Alaska, because it's freezing outside, the ice shavings just kind of hang out there. Um, so, and, and the, so Zamboni is very, uh, he's very protective of his name. He, unlike Band-Aid, never, uh, never succumbed to feeling like you could call any ice resurfacer Zamboni. He protects his trademark and... Oh, Zealously, yeah, Zealous I mean, Zamboni. If you if you go write a song that's like the Zamboni was out of control, like you'll hear from Zamboni.
1: Uh, I think you mean the Zamboni brand ice resurfacer was out of control.
0: Well, that or and, and it wouldn't be
1: out of control because it's right. the top of the line. Zambonis don't go out of control, so
0: you can use the name of a competing ice resurfacer. It's like company. the
1: Simpsons joke about sleeping in a dumpster. No, I wish it was a dumpster brand trash receptacle.
0: <laughs> 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 and there are, there actually is a Simpsons episode about the Zamboni. The Zamboni appears um uh but Zamboni's um they uh, as part of the the washing of the ice they use warm water because the warm water you know does a does a better job melt of quicker, melting okay. the melting the ice and um and creating this wonderful surface but uh but also one of the, the premises of using warm water is um, is a a kind of global recognition uh, that that might be a false a false recognition a false positive that um, that warm water actually freezes faster
1: than cold water. I don't think I ever grew up with this conviction. Do you recall kind of hearing this in the ether?
0: Yes, because in my, and this wasn't true of my family, but in my experience at other people's houses, there were enough people that would fill their ice trays with warm water Ah. before putting it into the refrigerator. And for a long time, I thought it was because warm water makes better, makes more delicious ice. Mm. Uh, And then I realized that no, warm water goes into the hot water tank and sits in that weird environment. (laughs) Really cold water is the more delicious of the two, the less uh, polluted. Coming straight from some Alaskan glacier. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And then it was explained to me by somebody, no, 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 warm water actually, you know, freezes into, it freezes
1: faster and into better ice. I guess with the Zambon- zamboni, there might be a physical advantage to having it be warm water because that would melt the current scratched layer faster. You know, there, that's someplace you want melting before refreezing, which is not true in an ice cube tray. Right, um, but
0: but also the 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 um, the faster refreezing means that you can get back out on the ice faster, right? So if you if you zamboni and then it has to sit there and and takes 10, 15 minutes to refreeze, which it, it doesn't. Um, the uh the you know all the hockey players are standing around kissing the cheerleaders and then the you know they lose their uh their natural essence
1: well the players aren't coming back for 20 minutes but you need to have 10 minutes for the puck the the all-state puck throwing challenge <laughs> and the um <laughs> right. the Montgomery Ward uh shoot-off and all that kind of halftime yeah, stuff Yeah
0: and the the funny referee that goes out and intentionally slips and falls on his butt
1: Uh and so it, so when speed is of the essence use warm water This does not make sense to me uh
0: well when Zamboni first was developing his machines th- this was not a recognized uh, this was not a universally recognized effect although it had been noticed and recorded uh, as early as Aristotle
1: Aristotle was yeah. like hey my warm water freezes in the morning faster than my cold water Yeah he he uh, Remember to remember to like and share and subscribe to the channel. He
0: said you know he said in general that um that this was a this was an, a, a kind of widely observed. Even the Greeks thought about truth. this, and I mean, you know how I mean the snows of Mount Ida.
1: It doesn't get that cold uh, in,
0: in in Athens. The the it doesn't, but but Mount Ida, the, she, those she snows are enough the, to
1: make one suffer. I guess <laughs>
0: that's what I
1: hear. <laughs> but is Aris, are Aristotle and his buddies really wandering up into Macedonia that much? And no,
0: but they're freezing ice. I mean, everybody's trying to freeze ice,
1: right? I, it's got to get. Well, it gets cold in the Middle East. It snows in Jerusalem. There's, there's, there are plenty of mountains in Greece. But I mean, in Aristotle's, that you would have to go find one of those. Like the winter in Athens, you're not going to get ice.
0: If you're going to make an Arnold Palmer, doesn't matter whether you're in Athens or or in uh, Augusta, Georgia. It doesn't matter whether you're in Athens, Georgia or uh, Athens, Greece. Ken, you know, I'm always trying to create a, a larger enterprise. Uh, as you know, I like to. I like to have a staff. I don't currently have one.
1: But you dream of having a staff. I
0: do. In fact, I, my checking account is, uh, on my checks, it actually says the Roderick Group. And for a while there, I was- You could just make up anything on those, it turns you, out. You really can. I mean, my my business name is Ke- uh, Beats Working Music, but the Roderick
1: Group is kind of the umbrella
0: organization.
1: Because you want to have other, you know, you might have a home security- That's right. Organization, or you might uh, start breeding teacup schnauzers. And, and like the Kentucky colonels, I hoped that it could be a thing where I would just charge people to have
0: a title and, and I could have 25 employees. But it turned out I actually wanted people to do work for me.
1: I can see why that's hard.
0: Yeah. Hiring must be a daunting task. Hiring is hard. And, and uh, in my experience, I, I asked someone to help me hire some people and she hired herself. And that didn't end up.
1: Working and what the I the old Dick Cheney.
0: Yeah, what I needed was a company that made it incredibly simple to attract, interview, and hire staff. Uh, and I have discovered that company in the form of Indeed.
1: What is Indeed? How does Indeed? What's uh, how does Indeed help you find better hires? Well, uh, Indeed makes hiring incredibly simple. You
0: don't hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. Indeed's instant match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job.
1: Is it uh, a popular site? Do you have other people had success using it?
0: Yeah, uh, Indeed, according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. Three million businesses worldwide Use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Wow. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash omnibus.
1: Are you saying I could get a $75 credit by going to Indeed.com slash omnibus? That's right, Ken.
0: Indeed.com slash omnibus. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. What are those terms and conditions? Uh, You have to be able to speak... French and Latin and you have to be able to throw
1: a frisbee a hundred yards. No no wonder you can't find hires for the Roderick group. But here's the thing. I don't want to jump the gun here, but the thing I've never understood about this is surely in the process of making ice out of warm water, you would have to, it would have to pass through the state of being cold water and therefore would take longer. This is Zeno's paradox. You have to turn the white wa- warm water into cold water and then the cold water and dies.
0: Well, right. It would seem that the laws of thermodynamics would just make it a, a self-explanatory that that you could not... I mean, one thing was closer to being right. cold and so would get cold faster.
1: And Aristotle didn't have the first law of thermodynamics, so I'll, I'll forgive him. But,
0: but Ar- Aristotle did have the... Uh, his... Th- his theory of uh, antiparastasis, which is um, his recognition that uh, the quality of a thing is often heightened by its re- the the its relativity to the force of the opposite thing.
1: This this is why people end up taking uh, what pepper for a sneezing fit or yeah, something. Exactly, it's, it's the principle of
0: homeopathy. Well, it's the principle of Ritalin.
1: <laughs> I guess, yeah. So
0: sometimes it works. Um, and this was, you know, this is one of, the tr- Aristotle's trying to see, recognize the forces of nature. And over the, course of, um, over the course of Western science, the course of the history of Western science, this was discovered and rediscovered uh, a few different times and recognized, I think, just in nature, like discovered by observation. Descartes had a theory of why warm water freezes faster than cold water. So this is something that's... Everyone just assumes it does and is trying to explain it. No, I think it's something that people are observing th- this actually sort of happening and trying to explain it. Uh, Descartes had the had what he called the vortex theory, which was that there was no empty space in the world. All empty space was filled with matter. Correct, And um, essentially. And so... You know, he saw that as you heated, uh, as you heated water, it became less dense, but that that space would be filled with matter. More, I don't understand You're not the vortex me. theory.
1: This is gibberish, Dickhart.
0: Yeah, it was. It, it was which I, feels good Yeah,
1: because he's a very smart guy. I really feel. Like, I, I really like sticking it to him.
0: I could explain it. If I wanted to, but uh, but right now I don't because I want to bounce to the next thing. Uh, but Descartes, Descartes also observed this in nature,
1: and he's living somewhere where he could actually put out, presumably, a glass of warm water and a glass of cold water in the winter and check it out. So this is so there could be firsthand observation. This is one of the the
0: there are a lot of doubters, and one of the 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 primary ways of like. Of throwing shade on this observation is that there are so many, uh, so many factors to take into consideration. If you just put a warm glass of water and a cold glass of water out into the backyard, mm-hmm. um, you know what is the type a- of glass? What is the temperature of the glass? What are the impurities in the water? What it, what was the? It, what are the factors and and sure. the, the naysayers are looking for all the reasons why this isn't true or isn't possible take hearts got haters i mean that's what naysayers do um and also what does freezing mean is Whoa. is right am i right is freezing the first thing to form ice on the surface is freezing the first the first uh the one that freezes all the way through, so it's frozen solid, sure. is freezing the first glass to get to zero degrees
1: uh, Celsius. And before you have good thermometers, like this, is really a case where the act of observing might might change. You know, if you if you're poking your finger in there to see how deep it's frozen. Well, even the presence of the thermometer. Yeah, but all of this
0: still. Uh, it would seem that if you put a glass of water that was a hundred degrees in in a freezer and a glass of water that
1: was 30, 33, 33 30 degrees, yeah. Um, sorry, Celsius users. The fact
0: that it's uh, that it's still a, a subject of de- of debate whether or not um, whether or not the hot water freezes faster. It would seem that the hot water would be hot long before or long after the, the cold water froze. That's what I'm saying. So it's happening. The, something is happening. Um,
1: You've really boiled it down there for me. That's a thank for, you. By deciding that something is happening. Well, and that's my explanation of Descartes' vortex theory. Something. Is happening. By the way, I don't know about you, but I am very pro Fahrenheit. Even though, oh. you know, I'm from the backward country that's not on the metric system, right? I just think Celsius does not have enough granularity for the for the. It's better for scientific applications, like what's the temperature on Jupiter right now, or what's the temperature range this uh, Bunsen burner can produce. So you're a Fahrenheit chauvinist, but for, yeah, but for the for the narrow range of human life and comfort, I think you want to have. Uh, Finer gradation. Yeah, you can you can feel every change in a Fahrenheit degree. Every change in a Celsius degree is what two or three of those. Yeah, what thirty six degrees Celsius? You, you're gonna that need doesn't a, you're even gonna need a, sound hot. You're gonna need a decimal point to say like what your preferred indoor temperature is. Right. Whereas in Fahrenheit, it's very easy to say that you know seventy one is a little different than seventy two, and you can feel it.
0: So, do you feel that there's any movement within the scientific community to return to Fahrenheit as a global standard for? Describing temperature?
1: Well, I don't know. It's just better conversationally. Let's start now. I mean, we can start on Canada. I feel like we have enough cultural yeah. pull to get Canada to admit that, look, it really makes more sense when you're just describing for thermostat purposes right. or even for weather. It makes more sense to use Fahrenheit. How do you like kilograms? How do you, well, how do you feel about
0: imperial measurements? It kind of doesn't make sense to, to describe distance by the length of a king's foot or the length from your elbow to your wrist.
1: Well, that's all or been redefined to so, it's, your so it's it's super futuristic now. Now it's all oh, the length of, time, length of it, something yeah, it or takes for Susie an atom to... or something.
0: Um, well I you know
1: I I agree. I'm a I'm a Fahrenheit guy through and through. Glad we agree on this. Yeah. I'm tired of I'm tired of feeling like um you know kind of a, a second rate world power because I'm using Fahrenheit, not the one that scientists use.
0: Yeah, Mr. Fahrenheit actually kind of plays into this story at some point. He does. Uh, yeah. Uh, but what uh, what brought this theory into, what really in, reintroduced it into the field of science, um, because this was some kind of uh, uh, Cartesian v- vortex-like uh, not discredited, but superseded science. You know, there's a lot of science out there that is superseded by further science. We no longer talk about the four humors, um, but, but we do continue to describe uh, the effects of... Right, those were attempts to describe the same phenomena we see today. Right. Um, but what, uh, what brought this into sort of scientific contention was an event that happened in Tanzania in 1963. Of all places. Of
1: all the places, Tanzania. Um, was Tanzania already Tanzania in 1963? I guess it was. Yeah, well,
0: 1963
1: would have been very early in. When did Tang- Tanganyika and Zanzibar combined in 1961 that's to right. form Tanzania?
0: So just a few years later, um, a uh, an English professor by the name of Dennis Gordon Osborne was brought into a Tanzanian class. He was, you know, he's a... a a uh, a professor who had a uh, a relationship with Africa. He ended up going to Africa, teaching in African I colleges. He's British because he's named Dennis. He's he's British, and it's Dennis D E N I S. So it's like Dennis Johnson. Why do they do that?
1: No, Dennis Johnson had the two ends. Did he have two ends? He did. Um, I don't know who had. Uh, I don't know if there's a famous one N Dennis in sports. Dennis Leary has the one N.
0: Um, I'm referring to Dennis Johnson, the author of the book Jesus' Son. Oh. The uh, okay. the book from the nineties that had such a profound effect on me. And it was actually made into a film starring uh, the extremely beautiful Billy Crudup in his youth.
1: Not NBA Finals, MVP Supersonics, Legend, Dennis Johnson with nope. two
0: ends. Two different Dennis Johnsons. And that and the That's how I tell them apart.
1: That mistake is represents a cultural divide between the two of us. I'm the jock, you're yeah, the nerd. That's right. This is like Ogden Nash with the one-end Dennis and the two-end Dennis.
0: Except Jen, Jesus's Son is a book about, you know, drugs, drugs. It's not so about- So I'm not
1: a nerd, Ken. <laughs> I'm reading cool books like the, <laughs> that the hockey guys wouldn't.
0: <laughs> but so uh, Dennis Osborne, uh, or Osborne, osborne uh, visits a, a, a school in uh, Tanzania to give a physics lecture to the class, and a student in the class, by the name of Erasto Bartholomeo Mpemba, wow. stands up at the end of the lecture and asks, "Why is it that things that are warmer freeze faster than things that are colder?" And this was an effect that he had noticed because he As a summer job, and it's always summer in Tanzania.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine there's too much snow and ice in Tanzania.
0: Uh, But he made ice cream and sold ice cream as a kind of, uh, you know, as a, as like a side gig. Uh, He actually Mpemba wanted to be a game warden and
1: was, you know, had ambitions to
0: get into wildlife. It's a good job
1: in Tanzania, yeah, home of. Serengeti National Park and all the all the big safari tourism. But so
0: Mpemba stands up and asks this question that he had observed in his in his own experience uh making ice cream. And everyone in the class laughs at him including Professor
1: Osborne, who's like, <laughs> "Well, what are you talking about? That's like uh that's not true." He 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 thinks he's being pointed to some urban legend or pseudoscience.
0: Yeah, rump rump rump. And uh but Mpemba kind of uh you know maintains his
1: uh, he's seen what he's seen in the ice right. cream
0: truck he maintains his truth but Osborne goes back to the lab and uh curious about the kind of confidence of this young student he starts to
1: experiment and discovers that he also observes this phenomenon he can replicate it and Osborne was not previously aware that Aristotle and Descartes and others had had spoken of this like this is new to him
0: yeah and I because you know when we think of Aristotle and Descartes we don't we don't first think of them as water freezers yeah or like ther- thermodynamicists right um but uh but osburn is a physicist and so he reaches out to to mpemba and says you have uh you have opened my eyes to this like fundamental truth of the physical world and the two of them so this happened in 63 but the two of them co-author a paper in 1969 Describing the phenomenon and kind of speculating
1: about its causes. Uh, So they they are able to in a lab say, yeah, this is happening, but we don't know why. Uh, Mpemba goes on to
0: become a a a game warden and eventually I think like heads up the Tanzanian Park Service. Oh, it's
1: funny. So it's named the Mpemba Effect popularly, but he's not a scientist. Not by uh, by
0: yeah uh, by uh, career like a, a wildlife. Management scientist. I guess that's yeah. true. Um, it's not a physicist, but so this kind of, uh, you know, this is the type of thing that scientists love because it's a thing that you should be able to test in your in your home freezer, right? You don't have to have a particle accelerator to test whether hot water freezes I mean, faster. that. Yeah, a than million
1: so. science fairs could be performed on this, and plus the finding is so paradoxical because again, how can it be? Right? How what? how can it be? Do, and so, Do we have some options? What are you going to, can you walk us through
0: the? Yes. Um, so there are a lot of theories. And uh, the, fir- the first one, and the mo- most common kind of attempt to debunk it, is to say that evaporation is playing a role here. The hot water is evaporating, and so— There's less volume of water by the time the— yeah, that evap. well, just the process of heat transfer of oh, evaporation
1: right. that does cool things is cooling it down faster. The water needs some energy to turn into a gas. That comes out of the system as heat. It's the reason why uh, the breeze cools you down when it blows on wet skin, but not dry skin.
0: Right, and and uh, but you know, controlling for evaporation, uh, it appears that evaporation isn't the cause. Oh, it happens even if you control for that. Yeah, there's um. There are uh, there are theories that the that the frost that first forms on the cold water insulates. actually insulates ah. it, and the hot water without that layer of insulation is able to freeze faster.
1: I don't understand, but it seems so. This, these must all come down to non-uniformities in the temperature of the volume of water being experimented on, right? Because if it was, if everything was, if the temperature was uniform throughout, then the layer of frost thing wouldn't matter much because the hot water would eventually get to that point of having its own layer of frost at that temperature, and then it would insulate too. So something physically different has to be happening, maybe over space, in the two quantities. So that's
0: why that's why the container uh, plays such uh, such a role huh. in the in the experiment. Um, uh, a scientist by the name of uh, David Auerbach. Uh, used glass beakers in a, you know, in a, in a super cold solution. And what, uh, what, what happens in a, in a lot of these situations is that super cooling happens, which is to say that ice doesn't, uh, you know, water doesn't necessarily crystallize at zero. You right. can super cool water so that it is, you know 20 degrees
1: celsius below freezing but it's still a liquid but it's still a because liquid because you've done something to keep the crystallization from starting the second crystals did form zap it would become ice right and that that's what
0: happens eventually right that 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 the some impurity or some motion turns it instantly to ice but what do you which one freezes faster if both are below the temperature be, below the temperature of freezing i see um you know, and, the, and does it
1: hold the, the warmer one will still freeze faster in a super cooled solution? I well, know. I
0: think in a super cooled solution, it's just the first one that gets the first beaker that gets bonked, if you know what I'm saying. I guess that's true. The first beaker that gets bonked. Um there is a, there's a theory that dissolved gases are playing a role, that the that the hotter right. water releases more gas, right? Gas is is a Larger part of the solution, okay, and the gas is um, uh, that forms pockets of cold that contributes to the faster
1: freezing of the water. The water, in theory, is a certain temperature, but it's not uniform. The gas is creating little coldnesses. Little coldnesses,
0: and and this is you know part of. Freezing water is the outside freezes, you know, it freezes inward. Right. And so, you know, there's less of a, there's less of a center if there's more dissolved gas.
1: Hmm. It's more, it's, the molecules are more diffuse. But if you had told me these were like Aristotle or Descartes goofy pseudoscience theories, I would totally believe it. Because these all sound as crazy as the, as the ancient or, you know, 14th century stuff. Well, this is the
0: problem that, that... In trying to describe the phenomena, people are just throwing frogs at a wall trying to see which one sticks and no one in a in a truly scientific uh, you know a completely controlled environment can
1: actually get this can actually demonstrate it um can actually demonstrate that it exists or can or can isolate the uh the reasoning can actually
0: Demonstrate that it exists. Oh. Another theory is that at high temperatures, hydrogen forms stronger bonds with one another. And so as it cools, the, um, you know, the crystallization happens faster because the hydrogen is more bonded to one another. It's more of a, has. So ice is happening at a higher temperature. Right. Um, like it's the, it, that, the hexagonal—it's the—it's nucleation at a hexagonal. That's weird though,
1: because those all seem that level. would those all seem like they would be small enough differences that they would not have been observable to say an Aristotle or something. You know, like ice is not going to form at fifty degrees, no matter how strong those hydrogen bonds are. You know, like it seems like it would be a an unobservable difference, but but something's happening. Something's happening.
0: Um, there's uh, there's the idea that the the micro bubbles. Are performing a role in, tra- in in basically transferring heat to. I mean, it's all got to be about getting the heat in either solution out. And somehow the faster. heat is
1: leaving faster. The moment.
0: the heat of hot water leaves faster than the heat from cold
1: water. And it happens so much faster that it overtakes the uh, the. I mean, it can't just be that it's ha- it's freezing. Micro, slightly faster. Yeah, because if it was freezing slightly faster, you'd still have to pass through a greater temperature range, and therefore the colder one would turn to ice sooner. Uh, it actually has to outstrip the whatever the difference is. So what we have
0: now is, um, you know, as recently as 2016, uh, this was still being written about in scientific journals. In fact, it's still being written about. Um, and there's, uh, the, well, here's an article in the Royal Society from September of 2020, still, uh, still trying to hash it out. Yeah. Where the, uh, the, 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 uh, the title of the article is observing the Mpemba effect with minimal bias and the value of the Mpemba effect to scientific outreach and engagement. So they're talking about this being a
1: pathway. Like an academic.
0: Yeah. That, well, and, and. And uh, and a way to get people interested in science, and it is often used to um, you know to to try and entice kids to see this comp- no equipment. Yeah, this I mean, common thing that you can do.
1: The only measurement thing you need is a thermometer, which you probably have. It's a real Cub Scout trick,
0: and hopefully, um, hopefully, it makes uh, it makes kids interested in figuring out why. Uh, there, here's an article in,
1: uh, physics.org. Um, do you think one of the reasons it doesn't get solved is because of the sense of scientists that it's beneath them, that this is not the cutting edge of anything, that it's a bit of a curiosity. Well, the,
0: the, there are so many people in the world that, that because it hasn't been disproved, there are a lot of people that assume that that means it's been proved. And so snowmaking equipment, often uses warm water. Oh, so industry is still acting as if it's true. Yes. Um, and so uh, there are a lot of scientists who believe that this is something, this is some puzzling phenomenon that they can turn their, um, their the, the bright light of science upon and finally come, you know, finally be able to say this is like cold fusion. It's uh, It's an illusion. It's an illusion because... Because there's um, you know somebody is introducing some some uncontrolled for element that it's perfectly explainable but it remains uh, it remains something that that you can observe that that you're that a common person can observe in their home freezer um, that can't really be duplicated when all when you know in a in a in an environment where all conditions are controlled for, and so it's not convinced. Science aren't scientists aren't convinced.
1: Science isn't convinced. But in typically in cases like that, the casual observers are wrong. Right. It's the moon effect. You're right. Yeah. They, it, it seems so convincing to the senses somehow, but there's a, a cognitive bias involved of some kind.
0: But even as you say, even if that's true. At, at, at the, at, the, at the minute level, yeah. you would expect to put a hot glass of water and a cold glass of water in the freezer and to come back in 15 minutes, and one of them is frozen
1: and one of them is still warm. Clearly, it's a proof of the existence of God. God is pranking us. He allows common Mr. Softy and good humor men to observe this phenomenon, but he does not allow scientists to. Uh, and he's having a good laugh at us all. It's one of the reasons that I'm a religious person. And that concludes the Mpemba effect. Entry 813.jb3829, certificate number 25481 in the omnibus. Uh, in our day, the omnibus was uh, available on social media. I know. I know. I know. It's problematic. Um, I know. But we I know. <laughs> why, why. Why did we do all that? No. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Why
1: did we think we had to say everything all the time? <laughs> <laughs> but Omnibus did so at Omnibus Project. Uh, i met Ken Jennings on Twitter. You can find uh, John on, at patreon.com slash John Roderick. Uh, you could uh, email us at theomnibusproject at gmail.com. Send us your hey, thermodynamics experts. Send us your critiques of our bad pop science here.
0: Well, and also Cartesians who know more about uh, the um, the vortex effect, the vortex effect please, than I did. Please,
1: please. Uh, Cart explain the vortex effect to us. <laughs> break
0: it down for me.
1: Because really, for my money, uh, I think we did the right thing by not explaining it. I I was not uh, I wasn't living and dying on what what on Descartes' weird theory.
0: Well, and I and I I, I, I like to give futurelings uh, an opportunity, right, to be sure. writer than me. And in this case, I didn't even pretend.
1: Yeah, and in this case, they're just less bored than you. I think. <laughs> uh, you can so you can send explications of. Uh, Cartesian Vortex Theory to TheOmnibusProject at gmail.com. If you would like to send us uh, physical artifacts, um, two glasses of water at different temperatures, it's not going to work in the mail. By the time we are, uh, get it at P.O. Box 55744, Stroll Washington, 98155. That's right. The first law
0: um, of thermodynamics does ap- apply in the mail.
1: Don't send ice in the mail. It's one of the main things they tell you. Uh, in the mail today, I don't know if this counts as... Um, Omnibus mail, but uh, Don sent us uh, a copy of a preprint copy of a book he's written called "The Fourth Great Transformation," which appears Uh-oh. to be sounds about
0: sounds religious.
1: No, I mean it is. There is a sense in which transhumanism and movements like that do become religions. Yeah, for nerds. In this case, though, it seems to be pretty strictly scientifically based. He has uh, theories about how advances in AI and genetic engineering are pretty much going right. to are, are surprisingly abruptly are going to create a new new race a new form s- of human life super yes. super beings and we are speak. I thought it would be appropriate to mention plug it on since we are clearly speaking to the results of, of Dr. Simborg's uh, theories here
0: right does it mean I am died does it mean you are died all of us I would presume so or,
1: yeah. d- well I don't know how benevolent they will be
0: but, oh. but they'll also probably live forever
1: I'm I'm mentioned in the book, uh, oh. but, but only because I lost to Watson. I'm I'm a sign of the old, the old life getting replaced. Did by I our watch successors. you compete with with Watson once? I I don't know. Like it was on TV.
0: No, no, no. That time that I that we went to the University of Washington and you oh, were down right. at Kane
1: Hall and that wasn't Watson. That was a Dub a, a I think doctoral student who enjoyed quiz bowls and game shows had no, built you're... had built a question answering engine you know he'd fed it tens of thousands of quiz bowl questions and wanted to demonstrate that it could do pattern recognition and beat a human player how did he get you did. to
0: acquiesce to this oh i know i know
1: jordan a bit and oh. you know and as you know i live 10 minutes from campus so right. sure i'll come down and 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 get my what? butt kicked by a computer why was
0: i there boy talk about bored i didn't have anything to do that day
1: except you weren't you were like weirdly into it I
0: was kind of into it.
1: Did I know you were in the U district? Maybe I- yeah,
0: you invited me to go. It's not a thing
1: that I stumbled in. No, but, I, fe- but I feel like I'm we were with. texting about something else and I was like, yeah, I'm on my way to do this and you were like, "Really? What what classroom?" Like <laughs> you like you you were suddenly uh very eager despite your uh I'm not a nerd except compared to the hockey team cred.
0: Yeah, I may have been there recruiting uh recruiting boy scouts.
1: I don't think I ever would have said, "Hey, come watch me lose to a quiz bowl playing robot. Yeah,
0: perhaps not. I used to be more well-traveled than now in in the Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> he, would,
1: he would actually cross the, uh, cross the ship canal. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you, Don, for sending us. The book is the fourth great transformation. Uh, not looking forward to it, frankly. You don't want me to leave your copy? The no, 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 no. I'm oh, looking forward not. to the book. I'm not <laughs> looking forward to the experience. you looking forward to being made, ex- <laughs> rendered extinct by whoever these new superhumans are. No. Got it. No, thank you. Uh, in the meantime, before we're replaced, um, you can keep Omnibus going. Uh, you can, this archive will only be definitively created uh, with support of our, um, uh, yes. our uh, well-wishers in this time. Because, you know, the the underwear manufacturers are not paying the bills, frankly. that We love them. But, yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, they, we do. they don't meet our, our dehumidifier expenses.
0: Well, no. Advertising is not a, a good way to fund. It's no longer a media.
1: podcasting model,
0: right? It was. I mean, it still is, but it's just bad. It's bad at it. Uh, We don't, ads are not the way. Um, We're making this, and now all podcasters are making this fantastic content, and we're trying to monetize it by... Are you saying
1: all podcasters are making fantastic content? Every
0: podcast is amazing, including <laughs> Dax Shepard's armchair expert.
1: Each more am- amazing
0: than the last. <laughs> but you know, we're trying to sell it the same way that you, you, you try to make money off a football game, and it's just not it's just not the way things are done. You, you can only sell so many
1: We need to do it the mattresses. way... Yeah, you need to do it the way people sell mixtapes on street corners. Yep. That's the correct model. Yep. To be like, hey, if you want to listen to this, Cross my palm with silver.
0: It's hard to say to somebody, if you love this program, buy another mattress. But it's easy to say, uh, if you love this program, give us $5 a month. And I think that crowdfunding is the
1: future. Especially if when you contribute $5 a month, you receive an extra entry of the podcast. Right.
0: Cause, and other amazing things.
1: Because the main problem about Omnibus is the scarcity of it. It only comes out every three and a half days. <laughs> and that's, that's an eternity for something this good. Yeah, yeah. Right so uh, you if you uh, have, cons- have not considered this, if I've suddenly opened your eyes and you want to be part of the future of uh, of this endeavor, you can go to patreon.com slash omnibusproject and pledge there. You could also find your fellow supporters, your l- other loyalists, by looking for the futurelings wherever fandom is sold. Uh, Facebook, Reddit, Discord, uh, the truth is out there.
0: links from our vantage point in your distant past, when human beings were still top dogs. The, the third great
1: transformation had happened. Yeah. Which I assume is, um, uh, what? Well, uh,
0: well, we no longer have to fight bears. The forebrain the evolving? But we do have to fight bugs. Right? But it, fewer. Well, except for the little bugs that get inside of our lungs and cause oh, us I to really die.
1: Yes. I thought you meant the actual bugs. And we're doing a great job of making them extinct with, um... With, with pesticide runoff i've been I've been
0: fighting some sugar ants lately oh, man. and you know, I for years, I really subscribe to the belief that you're not you don't you don't fight sugar ants by by squishing them. You get more sugar ants with honey. you do. Uh, you'd get a lot more sugar ants with honey, but lately, I'm just so frustrated with them that when I see them, I squish them
1: I do too and you re- you really just are seized with the um the futility of it yeah, because you're bang, bang bang, bang bang and you've just killed. You know, 20 ants, which would be great with any other kind of bug, you'd be like, I did it, problem solved. That's right. But with sugar ants, they're just going to... They're taunting you. They're going to come back like in the Salvador Dali movie.
0: Uh, But anyway, Future Links, um, we hope that this catastrophe we fear may never come and that humans live forever and rule the world and have to stop having babies because there are too many olds. Uh, But if the worst comes soon and we are buried under boomers that won't die, this recording, like all our recordings, may have been our final word. But if providence allows, we hope to be back with you soon for another entry in The Office.